October 25th, everyone, and welcome to Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special, where we discuss all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Today we are talking about Treehouse of Horror 25, and boy, was that an interesting one, to say the least. It's def- I would say this is far more consistent than the last than one. Than the last one, 100% yeah. more consistent. Yeah. All right, so let's get right into it. Very brief intro this time. Uh, so we have like a Johnny Carson style opening of like frames showing clips from previous Treehouse of Horrors because it's they're making a big deal about it being the 25th one. And as uh, the clips go along, you see some fake ones as well that never existed. And it is like either Kang or Kodos doing the announcement. And in honor of their 25th Treehouse of Horror, he is listing all of the guest stars that they have. Like Jennifer Lawrence, John Travolta, George Clooney, Clint Eastwood. Like the list just goes on and on and on. Leonardo DiCaprio is listed. Um, just like all these A-listers. <laughs> just, just gigantic list. And when he gets to the end of it, the title is revealed, Treehouse of Horror 25. But the title is made up of body parts from all of the listed guest stars. Not even body parts, it's full bodies oh, yeah, just, just strung together. Yeah. So very brief intro. Really no real thoughts about it. It's, it introduced the title and that's it. It was yeah. fun to see Santa's little helper with a chainsaw. Yeah. Goddamn Raven. With that, let's get into our first story. School is Hell. Zach. Tell us about School is Hell. So School is Hell might be one of my favorite episodes. Um, So it starts off, Bart has done a bunch of crazy shit in school. So he's got, you know, an excessive detention. So he's in there for a long period of time. So he does something to keep himself occupied with the desks. He goes, he sees a lot of dust on one of them, clears it off. And then there's these uh, hieroglyphics in there. He touches it and his finger, you know, kind of lights up on fire for a quick second. So he has the bright idea to get Lisa Touch that hieroglyphic, Lisa. I'm not stupid, Bart. Thankfully, I have an app to translate what these say. And I forgot what language she said it was, but she... It was like ancient Aramaic or something like that. Something around those lines. But yeah, she translates it, and Bart reads it, and it's essentially what it says is, anybody who reads this will be damned for all eternity. So Bart and Lisa go straight to hell. And it's essentially the school. um, It's just the hell version. There's this kid who's writing something on the chalkboard like bart would usually be doing at the beginning and the reason he was thrown into hell was because apparently he thought jesus's body was an illusion or something like that something like that yeah oddly specific reference yeah Yeah. somebody somewhere got that whole part because even there's like this demon type nelson who makes fun of him for something involving that some religious scholar somewhere got that i'm sure they did but that flew right over my head i'll have to ask ray about it anyways continuing on um bart and lisa walk out into the hallway there's a whole bunch of kids walking around the kids giving them a tour lisa runs into the mean girls one mean girl up i i uh, insults lisa's outfit lisa comes back with the insult you're so sad that you're insulting my clothes oh want to hang out with us then it starts snowing and lisa comes to the realization huh you're right. It would be a cold day in hell when I'm popular in school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. 
and then Bart walks into his first class, and it's essentially torture 101. Uh, the teacher's asking, what is the best way to torture somebody who robs a bank? Nobody can give a good answer. Then Bart comes up with an answer, and the teacher gives him, like, a sticker a or whatever. A pumpkin sticker, which yeah. is an actual... It bites his ear. Yeah. And then Bart gets excited. He's like, holy crap, this is the, this is what it feels like to be successful. And, and attracted like, to my teacher! Yeah, he, he said, for once, I'm, I actually have a crush on my teacher. And then she says to him, down here, we can make that happen. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have gone to this school as a kid. That's this is Zach's fantasy of what his child, what he wanted his childhood to be. Torture one on one. This would have been great. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Bart is excelling through all the torture programs, and then Lisa finds a way out of hell, and that portal is Mister Burns' office. Mister Burns uh, proceeds to say, as soon as they leave, "Thank you for choosing Burns Hell Portal one hundred and one." Uh, local know t- local had- time is ten thirty. <laughs> we know you have your choice of portals. Thank you for choosing the Monty Burns. Portal. Oh my god, that was fucking funny. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, well, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> so yeah, Bart goes home and then he tells Mar- uh, Marge and Homer that he finally found a school that he loves and, you know, he's excelling in it. And then Homer goes on this rant about how it's probably a private school. They're going to send you a whole bunch of emails. All the parents are going to click reply all, so you're stuck with a whole bunch of responses. You're going to pay for books and all this other bullshit. And then Bart just says, it's free. Oh, okay, well that sounds good. So they go for orientation. They give um, Homer and Marge the rundown on why it's a good school for Bart and everything like that. Marge decides to agree and let him do a whole semester. Bart gets excited. He runs off. They give uh, Homer a pamphlet explaining uh, how the parents could get involved. Homer rips it up, throws it, and then the pamphlet decides to choke out Homer. Um, Afterwards, Bart is excelling in all his courses, doing a whole bunch of cool training sessions, and then uh, he uh, graduates at the top of his class. And some of the classes are like long division, where it's like he stretches out a body and then cuts it in half. Um, I also liked Evil Reading or something like that, and it's like there's a whole bunch of like books that are given that are like spoof book titles like Fahrenheit 451,000 by Ray Bradbury, I forget some of the other ones, but the last one was The O'Reilly Factor for Kids. <laughs> I did laugh. That one was funny. Then while, while Hell is for Children by Pat Benatar is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was, uh, yeah, this, oh, and, uh. Don't forget his final exam. So his final exam was he had to torture somebody, and it was, he, uh, had to torture his father. At first he was a little hesitant to do it, but then he found out his father, you know, um. He's actually proud of how good he's doing at school. Yeah, so he offered himself up, so he tortured the shit out of his father, and then graduated, and, uh, yeah, that's the end of it. End of the episode. Then his father's in a mangled mess out in the audience. This Uh, is a really, this is a really good episode. Um, I also liked how in the background while Bart and Lisa are walking in the hallway when they first get there, you can see the donut machine from Treehouse of Horror 4 yep. in the background. Nice. Yep, 100%. Yeah, this is a really funny episode. Very funny. I would have loved to have gone to this school as a kid. <laughs> yeah, they, they designed the hell version of their school very well. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the demons and everything. It, it Skinner was Skinner and Chalmers yeah, sharing the body. Yeah. This was just a very fun episode. It had some good, funny moments in it, but overall, the story was just great. Yeah, this is a very entertaining episode. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely recommend this one. Why couldn't um, I have had a hot demon teacher as a kid? One can wish. <laughs> Together, you could have made a felony happen. The uh, <laughs> That's oh. true. That is actually accurate. 
Well, I didn't another, keep track of the felony counter in this one. Ding, another felony counter. Uh, yeah, this is a really fun one. Uh, pretty straightforward story. Um, like we, In some of our earlier recordings, we've talked about how challenging it is to have like a complete beginning, middle, and end mm, for these stories. Yes. And I feel like this one really did hit those notes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all the jokes felt organic within the story they told. The animation was awesome. The character designs were awesome. The mangled Homer at the end was gross. Yes. Yeah. Appropriately gross. Yeah, I have a lot of good things to say about this one. Definitely. Agreed. Explains why the New York Yankees were in first place for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> one of the classes <laughs> keeping the Yankees in first place. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this was, a, this was a fun one. So, Mark, tell us about our second segment, A Clockwork Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> So let's take every Stanley Kubrick reference and throw it out the wall and see what sticks. Um, that doesn't happen until later. The um, uh, so essentially this is a uh, a giant uh, parody ripoff, whatever you want to say, of A Clockwork Orange. Goes through the the whole story. Uh, Mo is the leader um, of their little gang, and uh, they you know they go ahead and do everything in the movie that they do, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and then Homer meets a, you know, version of Marge and then they fall in love and during a hilarious montage of Homer in her apartment and fast forward, um, playing goofy music. Yep, while... Which that's a direct reference to Clockwork Orange. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Except instead of, in basically in this version, Marge is just sitting on the bed bored while Homer is like eating and drinking like everything he can like beers, wines, burgers, exercising, exercising, reading, all this grilling. Stuff. Um, whereas in the actual movie, it's the main character having a threesome done in fast forward. Nice, love it. The um, uh, so played to the same music. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, so they uh, they go ahead and uh, break up the gang. Um, uh, Mo eventually uh, be, uh, gets depressed because the other two ga- uh, gang members leave, and then he uh, becomes a this, bring up the sacred art of bartending. So he begins to do that, and then he spends most of his time um, uh, watching a very crappy television. puts on the famous um, uh, you know eye openers, the eye clamps, uh, the eye clamps, um, uh, and uh, begins to watch crappy entertainment, um, which you know now which was Fox <laughs> exactly. Um, Simpsons has no problem with making fun of Fox, uh, which is perfectly fine. The, yeah, um, what is Fox going to do? The, exactly. Cancel them? <laughs> hasn't, <laughs> hasn't worked for Simpsons, hasn't worked for Family Guy, not going to work. Anyway, Family Guy made that joke several times already. What are you going to do? Cut our budget? You're going to no, NOM. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to the store. That was great. The... Um, uh, so, uh, so uh, Mo, uh, they do the, um, uh, he answers the door, the door, there was a knock at the door, he answers the door, um, uh, and he takes off the clamps, which I proceed to hear Brandon go, ooh. Yeah, because, like, the, the clamps, like, were stuck to his eyelids and just stretched out his oh. eyelids for, and they snapped back, and it's like, eye stuff just creeps me out. Fair enough. Oh, so that's where he draws the line. Um, uh, now I know his limits. So Mo gets a knock at the door. It's a new, a new set of gang. Um, uh, you know, taking up his old, his old mantle, and you know, they say, you know, let's, you know, open up the door. You know, there's a person hurt out here, and it's like that's the oldest trick in the book. 
Um, I'm not solving that. Nelson uh, sneaks up on him um, from inside the apartment and then knocks him down. And then opens up the door and they go and proceed to beat the shit out of him very My much. The question is, how the fuck did Nelson get in there? Logic, I don't know. Um, Through the back door. Um, Th- that, that is a reference to... To the movie, yeah, I know that that whole scene. You know, I, I, the part that's interesting is they he didn't sing "Singing in the Rain." No, um, uh, which I found. But really, I mean, they have what seven minutes here. They got to keep it moving. This isn't the part of the story that they are interested in doing. This oh, is all yeah. set up. This is just yeah. set up for the, for the last thing. Yeah, where, this where, is all set up for what they really wanted to do with which this is, story. Which is sort of the kitchen everything. But we'll get to that yeah. shortly. So Mo goes back to Homer, who's now married. Says, "Hey, you know, come out for one last thing uh, with me." Um, he eventually convinces Homer to come out, and then he runs into uh, Carl and Lenny, and Lenny, um, who used to be part of the gang, and then they 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 join back up after becoming police officers. They decide that they're going to put on their worst, um, the worst suggestions for what they can do tonight, and they all put it into a hat, and then they pick out what they're going to do. They choose a home invasion. They definitely chose the wrong house. They walk in. It is an eyes wide shut party, mm-hmm. um, complete with all the masks and all the orgies going on around, and all the sex view blockers. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and then they proceed to get in a giant fight with all the other different people. And then during the course of the fight, the funniest joke of the entire episode happens, where he walks into a bathroom and then and sees the guy from Full Metal Jacket, Private lo- Pile, loading loading a gun. And he's like. I'm gonna let you finish. And they close <laughs> the door. Eyes <laughs> wide open. He's like, "Nah, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish." Oh, and then my. right after that, we get Homer beating up Sideshow Mel with the bone from that's in Sideshow Mel's hair, and he's like beating up like uh, the the ape from 2001: Space Odyssey. Correct. And, and then and, the and, camera trucks out, and you see what's supposed to be referenced like the black monolith from 2001: Space Odyssey. And the door opens, and this guy comes and is like, ah, there's my iPhone, and he just walks up. And, they, and, then, and then and Zach's like, fuck you. <laughs> they, um, uh, and then you got comic book guy who gets shot, and he's like, I don't even know what reference this is for. The, um, Barry uh, Lyndon. You gotta let Zach do it. So he, he, so he shoots the musket at uh, one of the guys. The musket ball bounces off, hits comic book guy in the leg, and then he re- says... I don't even know what reference this is from. Even I forget what this is a reference to. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. Even I forget what this is a reference to. Dude, it's it's a reference to Barry Lyndon. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Fair enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. It's, it's definitely not a movie made with today's pacing in mind, but okay. it is a very good movie. Fair enough. And then we go to the ultimate meta reference at the end of the episode where um, where it actually shows Stanley Kubrick is watching it. Yep. And then his assistant comes in and he, and he says, burn it all, we're starting over. The uh, And then he throws a pen up in the air and it comes down in slow motion and then hits him on the head. Yep. Which uh, the pen was thrown up 2000, 2001 Space Odyssey yeah. style, like the that bone. Goddamn yeah, no, bone shot that's way more popular than it has any right to be. True. Um, uh, and then that's the end of the episode. It's it's a it's a fucking crazy ride. Um, I think it's a it, it, it's um it takes a little bit to get to where we wanted to get um to the last you know the last showdown. But once you once the payoff happens at the end with all the references, it's worth it. Yeah, I was um, gonna yeah I was gonna say like for the most part this episode is boring, but that ending bit really did save it. Yeah, the I, I agree. This, 
especially that private pile yeah. show. Like you can tell that was what they really wanted to do. Yeah, but yeah, 100%. If you don't have what came before it, it doesn't work. No, yeah, you need some kind of build up to to keep it uh, to get it, the uh, the tension build up. And I there's... just love the look on Mo's face when he sees private pile. He's like, fuck that. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> it's like that Mo just like, oh shit. <laughs> I've stepped into the wrong Kubrick movie. Um, uh, the... I've seen this one before. No, thank you. And I also like some of the little nods, like um, when they're when at the beginning, when Mo with his gang are walking around. He's like, and then we went in for a little of the in out, and he's when he oh voiceovers God. that. Um, they're outside the Quickie Mart, and you see this woman standing outside the Quickie Mart, just like, uh oh. And then it cuts to them just like jumping in and out of the automatic <laughs> doors of the Quickie Mart of the quickie mart just shouting in out in out that was stupid that was really stupid but if you've seen the movie you when he said that you probably had the same reaction as that woman standing outside the quickie mart yes so but yeah it's a fun episode um uh or a fun little segment i think i dug it yeah the um obviously yeah, perfectly the um yeah but like brandon was saying though the ending was what made it all yep. work but you yep. know without the beginning party it wouldn't be as impactful so yeah. i definitely recommend yeah, it, it, cool. it, it had, the beginning part has enough to get you through it but you're watching that segment for the ending part 100 percent. david tell us about the others well well this one's obviously a spoof of the others um we start off with the simpsons family finding some kind of mysterious milkshake the frosty, chocolate, the frosty chocolate milkshake. I don't know where the hell they came from. Um, Which that is a reference to very early Simpsons episodes. Really? Yeah, it was a thing that Homer would say, let's go out for frosty chocolate milkshakes. I think so. Yeah, I think I remember that. Um, and then apparently everything and I, on every channel on TV is married with children. Oh my God. Oh, variations. Variations. <laughs> oh, oh my God. fucking joke so funny. Yeah, definitely. Because every time they like change the channel or a different like style and different cultures, one yep. one like point they planet had them as animals. Yeah. Um, sci-fi. sci-fi channel had it as like the xenomorph and some other alien. Alien. I think that alien was from the previous previous, like, previous yeah. S- Saudi uh, Arabia network. <laughs> Al Jazeera. <laughs> BET one had me dying. I'm like, oh! <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Because I'm a big fan of Married with Children, so... Same. It was awesome. awesome. Al Bundy is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then they, we cut to the bedroom. Homer's sleeping. Um, Marge gets up to get some water, or she heard, she heard some kind of commotion downstairs. Um, and then he gets fondled by a ghost... <laughs> and he thinks that it's Marge, and the bed uh, proceeds to float up, and he wakes up and realizes where he is, and he says not even the elevator at work can lift him up. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, after that, he decides to summon the ghosts that are haunting him, or his family, and he realizes that it's the original Simpsons family from... Um, from like the Tracy Ullman days. Tracy Ullman days, so... That was kind of funny. Yeah. Weird. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those designs. Yeah. It was a very appropriate choice for like the 25th Treehouse of Horror, I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and then we further we move along further with Marge or yeah the old Marge falling in love or the younger Marge falling in love with Homer and Homer falling in, kind of falling in love with her because she wasn't so cranky yeah and they, they do kind of capture the personality the difference in personalities of what they were mm. at year 25 compared yeah. to the Tracy Ullman days Homer was a lot angrier back in those days mm-hmm. um, Marge is a bit more uh, concerned type mother now mm-hmm. um Bart would just burp and say, "Don't have a cow, man." Yeah, unmotivated. Yeah, that was unmo- that was unmotivated. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. Burp. Yeah. So March gets jealous um, and decides to kill herself, to turn herself into a ghost. Um, sticks her head in the oven and decides to clean it before she <laughs> she dies. Because <laughs> if I'm going to kill myself, I better do it in a clean oven. Yeah. Uh, Homer's taking a... You're not going to care in, like, you know, a minute. (laughs) That's still how Marge would go if she were to kill herself, I believe. Probably, yeah. Um, Homer's taking a nice bubble bath, um, and then the other Marge is already there. Uh, Then his Marge, the older one, shows up out of the tub, and he gets scared or whatever. He's a ghost, but then realizes there's two of them, and kind of likes that maybe one of the threesome instead of two demons <laughs> um what else then the family decide they want to well it's um old homer gets jealous of new homer falling in love with old marge mm-hmm. and so then he takes a toaster and you think he's going to drop it into the tub but he just yeah. beats homer over the head with it and then homer yeah. falls in the bathtub and drowns kills himself goes. Then the kids realize that they're pretty much the ones taking charge. Yep. Bart doesn't want to take the responsibility, jumps out the window. Lisa's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going to be the only one. Jumps out the window. We realize that Bart was just pretty much he just did, pretending. He, he jumped onto a tree branch. Yeah. And then Lisa takes a slingshot and fires like a rock into his throat. He chokes to death. And then you see... Um, the three kids, Ghost, Bart, Lisa, yeah. and Maggie, and then you see um, Groundskeeper Willie. The darkest Willie. moment in that yeah, segment. Like Groundskeeper yeah, Willie's dragging the kids' bodies. bodies. And Lisa asks, wait a minute, who killed Maggie? <laughs> and then Groundskeeper Willie has the shifty eyes. <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> with so fucking wow. I'm going to have enough stew to last me the whole winter. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I don't really know how to explain that. I did. That was just really that one was really up. out of left field. Yeah, I wasn't like, expecting that. No, neither I was I. It. It's like what the. Fuck? So they're all. Um, we cut back to them in the living room. They're fighting, not getting along. Uh, their psychiatrist comes in to try to, you know, calm everything down. Uh, then they decide to love each other. Um, then towards the end. There's a whole bunch of... Oh, they said a comment about the animators and the budget. Yeah, if there's a... No, it was like Lisa had this realization that if there are two incarnations of The Simpsons, yeah. what would keep some evil corporation from making different versions to capitalize yeah. off of? And then burst through the door, there's different versions of The Simpsons family. They had like an anime version. At one point, they, they had, had South Park version. South Park. They had there was an Archer version in the Archer, yeah. Yeah. Minions. Oh God! God. I, it was fucking three D version. 
so it was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a it was a decent enough joke though. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. And then it ended with a callback to that old Simpsons short of the family photo. Yep, where things are not do goes well as uh you know they expect with the photo. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. It was fun. It was a, a fun decent... callback to the Simpsons of past. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty fun one. I mean, um, uh, it was yeah. all right. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, uh, the um, yeah, had a couple of funny jokes. Um, overall, a pretty pretty decent segment. I didn't I did not like it. Um, uh, the um, I you know obviously I'll you know I'll, you'll find out more about my different picks for favorite versus not favorite or least favorite. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, but yeah, overall it was a pretty good segment. Yeah. What are our picks for funniest moments? There's a couple really yeah. good ones. Like, like it's it's really hard to choose. I'm gonna probably say it's a tie between the Married with Children and the uh, Mr. Burns uh, um, circle, the I, um, uh, portal. I am between Groundskeeper Willie's shifty eyes about Maggie, and just the whole final segment at the. Uh, uh, the um, Eyes Wide Shut party with all the Kubrick references at the end of segment two. I'm gonna go with the private pile sec- section. That <laughs> the look on most face. <laughs> that yep. Oh yeah. shit! Moment just. <laughs> yeah. That I... yeah, was fucking metal jackets. <laughs> when you know what that scene implies, you're like, fuck, nope. That's a big. That's a big no, big buddy. Mine is. I got two of them. Mine is the Willie shifty eyes with Maggie. Is just too fucked up. <laughs> and then mine. I mean, the second one is the Yankees in first place. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. If I had to choose a second one, it would probably be the uh, Married with Children changing the channels. Yeah. But it's like all those different variations is hilarious. Some of those I'd love to see. Just Al Bundy and that type, like. That oh, that sci-fi version was something. Interesting. Yeah, that was funny too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like we got a good variety of yeah. jokes from different segments. Much more of a consistency with all the segments. Yeah. Overall, that there there were at least something good from every single segment. Yeah. All right. Uh, creepiest, goriest, grossest, most violent, darkest. I'm just gonna say the entirety of segment one. You're you're not wrong. Um, that was just nothing but a train of violence. Specifically, I'm gonna go with the mangled Homer at the end. I'm definitely gonna go with your guys' funniest moment, which was the groundskeeper and Willie one. That was super fucking dark. It was funny, but it was very dark. <laughs> It was fucked up. It was extremely fucked up. But so I'm like, gonna go. I'm gonna go with that for my my darkest or most fucked up um, clip. I'm gonna double dip on that and put that, that is, as a creepiest because because that is because we were talking about infant murder, yeah. sir. That's, it was, that's what we were talking about. It was dark and creepy. Within, I just started busting. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? Because because I wasn't no expecting other, it. There's nothing else to do besides that. La- like, yeah. to laugh. <laughs> that, that awkward uh, laugh about how fucked it is. All right. Uh, least favorite segment of the episode. Three. All right, what's making you go with three? Um, as we talked about before, you just got to kind of pick one. Um, uh, I think overall it was a weaker segment. I didn't enjoy it as much. And also, too, I didn't really watch those Tracy Ullman show, uh, shorts, mm-hmm. 
So I, I'm not going to appreciate it as much as you guys would. Um, so I don't, you know, understand a lot of the references or, you know, some of that ending photograph. I, you know, wasn't really a part of that. So, um, and I had enjoyed the first, you know, the first two segments so much, you know, that I think, I think that that was the weaker one for me. Okay. David, Zach? You know, I was going to say two, just because, again, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Clockwork Orange to begin with. Um, but I'm going to have to go with three because it, it wasn't really, at least two was a little bit more entertaining for me. Yeah. In a second. Well, two was also even though Clockwork Orange is like the primary spoof, it was going after Kubrick movies. Yeah, exactly. In general. Yeah, I'm gonna choose three because even though like it, like David said, I'm not a big Clockwork Orange fan at all, but that ending really mm-hmm. stuck, and that whole private pile moment just fucking gets me. <laughs> well, guys, I'm also going to go with three. All right, unanimous. Um, there is, nice. I don't think there's a single bad one in these trio, but as I always mm, say, there's only no. three per episode. One of them's going to come out on bottom. Yeah. And like the first one, we talked about that one, and the second one, um, we talked about how it has a slow beginning, but you're watching it for that last moment. It's and stuck if you are a Kubrick fan, it's got a lot for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In there. And the third one... Like it's it's a good callback to the past of The Simpsons, and yeah, Mark, if you're more familiar with those shorts, you are going to get more out of it. Um, but to me, the story did kind of feel just a little forced together, just to make things happen a certain way. And with that, it's it, it was tough between choosing two or three for my least favorite of this episode because like. Two does take a while to get to where it's going, but when it gets to where it's going, it's great. Whereas when three, when that gets to where it's going, it's like, okay, that's cute. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, it just didn't have as much of an impact on me as I think it should have, but it was still good. Yeah. All right, favorite segment of the episode. One. Why are you choosing one, Zach? Because it was fucking violent and <laughs> awesome. Are any of us really shocked that he's choosing one? No. No. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually going to choose one because just purely on the fact that I enjoyed that episode from start to finish. Um, the second episode, I, I, I only moderately enjoyed that first half. Obviously, the sec- that, that whole ending was fantastic mm-hmm. and, and it really stuck. But the first one I enjoyed from start to finish yeah. all the way through. So I'm going to have to go uh, with number one for me. Yeah. Dude. Me for B at one. Mainly because jokes hit, um, with Lisa saying, "Yeah, it's <laughs> they were right. It's gonna be a cold day now when I'm popular." <laughs> and I really enjoyed the animation and the designs of the characters for the first one. Yeah, so. agreed. And I am also going to go with one. Nice. Um, I do want to say that I think the best moment or the best portion of this episode as a whole is that last part in the Kubrick one with all mm-hmm. the Kubrick references. But like Mark said, one was consistent start to finish, whereas two, even though it was enjoyable for me, um, now that I've seen it a couple times, it is, you are kind of just waiting to get to where it's going. Uh, So it's, again, it's a little difficult for me to choose between one and two because I love the Kubrick references so much. But if it was just that last portion of two, I'd be saying two. But like we've also said, 
without that first half, it doesn't work. Whereas one was just, it was a very consistent story beginning to end. And also two did kind of feel a little slapped together in its first half, just trying to get that Clockwork Orange story condensed down to even less than seven minutes because yeah, yeah. It, it, they were kind of splitting that between Clockwork Orange and the Kubrick references in general. So they had a much tighter time frame to work with with the Clockwork Orange story. Okay. Uh, but I thought they did a very good job with it. But at the end of the day, there has to be a winner, and I'm going to go with one. Of course. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of our Treehouse of Horror special. You can listen to our regular podcast, The Nightmares Podcast, where our podcasts are available. And be sure to check us out on social media at Midwest Horror Network on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Slasher. And of course, if you are checking this out on YouTube, please smash that like button and press that subscribe. And then click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop new content right here on the Midwest Horror Network's YouTube channel. And if you are listening to this on um, several different podcasting streaming places like Apple and also Spotify, click that little follow button to also be notified every time we do something awesome like this. And also to check out our regular podcast, The Nightmares Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Happy October 25th, everyone.